Let's go. Dermot and Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Researchers at Johns Hopkins University and the University of Western Ontario uh, put together a massive survey involving thousands of users of the website Ashley Madison, which is a dating platform specifically designed for those seeking affairs. And what they found was very interesting. They said those who indulged in affairs got considerable physical and emotional satisfaction from them. Not only that, but they also expressed minimal remorse or regret over their actions. But is this the case? Is it the case uh, here in Ireland? Well, to chat about it with us is chartered psychologist Louise Carroll from Prison Therapy Online. Hello, Louise. Hello. How are you? I'm good. People might be a bit shocked and a bit disgusted by the results of this, suggesting that for all these people having affairs and actively doing it, going out of their way to have affairs, that there's pretty much no regret involved. And they still say, most of them, that they still love their partners. Yeah, that's true. But and just to just to preface that is that the subject matter for that study were primarily middle-aged, predominantly male users of Ashley Madison. So the foundational basis there is that people were actively seeking affairs as opposed to something that happened or fell into something. So we have a we have a subject matter who have had a very conscious decision to already do it. Mm. Uh, so they were unlikely to regret it. And and the other thing is that if you were engaging in an affair and it was a, a nagging experience that brought a lot of shame or pressure or upset that you already may be experiencing in your life, then you're not going to do it, right? So so there's obviously going to be benefits that come out of an affair. And, and what they found is that sexual satisfaction and emotional satisfaction were high. But that is inextricably linked to the reasons why somebody would engage in an affair. Yeah, well, what were the reasons, according to this survey, you know, that people were having a, choosing to go online and have affairs? Was it lack of sex or sexless relationships? You know, was it primarily issues in that part of the relationship? That was the biggest one, actually. Sexual dissatisfaction was identified as the most prominent motivation for pursuing affairs. And I think it, it, what they found kind of underscores the idea that satisfaction in a relationship and desire for infidelity or extramarital experiences, they're not necessarily mutually exclusive. Mm. Um, you know, I think traditionally what we think of is that there's relational and marital boredom, dissatisfaction, that there's conflict, maybe there's a lack of spark and complacency. Um, but, you know, as Astor Perel says, inf- infidelity has been around as long as marriage has. right? So, And actually, in order to have a meaningful conversation, about what it is and what people's sort of motivations are to do it, we actually need to step back from the societal discourse, which which actually limits the narrative and get into the nuance of why people do the things that they do. And and one of the things certainly that I see as well is is that it's not necessarily, okay, yes, satis- dissatisfaction sexually, but it's not always or sometimes ever in situations to do with the partner. It's to do with what somebody's trying to uncover or rediscover in themselves. So is this the idea that maybe, you know, over time and over the length of the relationship and maybe you've had children and you feel like Mm -hmm. that old, more exciting, fun-loving, vibrant part of yourself may have disappeared along the way and perhaps we feel that somebody else is, is better at bringing that out in ourselves? Yeah, that's it. And, you know, when you're with somebody for a long, long time, you slot into a role with each other. And that role could be a beautiful thing. It could be really comfortable. It could be really safe and secure. And it works. And the wheels keep turning on that. And until 
you feel the pressure of the, I always think of a, a lobster, it needs to, in order to grow, it needs to flick off the shell and become something new and have a new shell. And if we feel like we're, we're limited by the shell that we're wearing, and we also feel like it's impossible or difficult at least to have the conversation with our partner that we want to be different or we want to try something new or more expressive or more adventurous, maybe we feel some shame around that. Maybe we feel some embarrassment. And so it can be really difficult to introduce a new way of being into a structure and a system that has existed maybe for many years at this point. And so actually it becomes easier to do that somewhere else to try and uncover that new growth within yourself. Mm. Uh, But I think people will be horrified (coughs) by the idea that maybe their partner could have an affair and not only have the affair, but actually not regret it. Um, And maybe feel that, you know, if, if it was men involved primarily in this study, that there are men who will seek affairs, get satisfaction out of it and and feel like this is somehow maintaining the strength of their current main relationship. Um, I mean, if people come to you, you know, in in your line of work and and maybe someone has strayed, is there primarily a a sense of guilt or shame around it in your experience? See, uh, here's where nuance comes in again, right? there, There is, and I think that study doesn't do that bit justice, right? So, there's no guilt or shame around the experience of enlivenment and vitality that they may have found in the affair. It's not always that way, but mm. if they have found that, it's it's inversely related with regret and shame, right? Because you've suddenly found this new life within you. So how is it possible to even feel regret with that? But regret does come into play in a parallel experience, which is seeing hurt in your partner's face or knowing that you've actually really, really hurt the relationship or something that can't go back to the way it used to be. So regret is twofold. You may not have it in terms of the experience that you had, but you can certainly have it in terms of what you've, what the impact that you've had on your mm. family or your partner. But is um, it, so it is twofold. Is it a case then that for many people, the regret only happens when they're caught? Yes, for many people. And then what you're what we're moving into then is somebody's value system, you know, and, and also their maturity, their emotional maturity. And here's where personal development comes into it, because if you're in a relationship and you feel the only way to rediscover yourself is outside of the relationship, then you're not owning or taking accountability for the relationship that you're already in, um, which is how do you have the hard and the tough and the it may be embarrassing, right? Maybe challenging conversations in the situation that you're in. Instead, you perhaps turn your back on that and move outwards. So, so this is where the value system, belief system, and really the work on yourself comes into play. Mm. But, you know, isn't it easy to tar all relationships with the same brush and infidelity to some extent as well in terms of infidelity is always bad? Aren't there relationships where maybe both partners are are complicit in it in that you know maybe for some physical reasons for reasons of disability that maybe sex isn't possible anymore and Mm -hmm. there's a don't ask don't tell approach to the relationship and actually the the infidelity in inverted commas can can maintain the relationship because there are limitations on how physical people can be or are their own attitudes towards sex in general Absolutely. And, you know, now more than ever, we're seeing so many different formats for a relationship rather than just the traditional monogamous relationship. Mm. And the thing is, right, and we can we can tar 
polyamorous relationships, we can tie, you know, open relationships or whatever people are choosing to do with a judgmental gaze, right, or comment. But in actual fact, if those people that are part of that arrangement are fully open and honest and communicative with each other about the reasons why they're all engaging in certain ways or they all have their own chosen roles to play, whether that's a physical or sexual role outside of the dynamic um, or whether it's an emotional one outside the dynamic, whatever it might be, it's all good as long as people are actually open and honest and communicating and that everybody knows what they're a part of. And, you know, I think it's the sort of, it's the implicit, the, the, the clandestine nature, right, of going outside of your duo or outside of the group in that sort of mischievous, maybe underground way that causes the hurt in the in the long term. But but that sometimes is the fallback way that people try to find enlivenment within themselves, right, is doing it in the clandestine way. And, and, and hence, even in polyamorous relationships, people are cheating. Mm. Right, because th- there is always that sort of perpetual attraction to move outside of the thing that you're not supposed to do, and that has existed as long as we have. Yeah, what's your advice for anyone listening who maybe feels like they're in a relationship where the spark has disappeared? Uh, maybe from one person's perspective, you know, they feel their sex life isn't giving them, isn't delivering on on what they feel they need, and for the other person, maybe they're just not interested. You know, what mm. for, for someone maybe teetering on the edge and considering you know, moving outside of the relationship because they feel they can't bring up certain issues or it's gone too far or maybe they've just been together too long or, or other excuses like that. What do you think? What would you say to, to anyone who finds themselves in that situation? But again, it, you're in a dynamic. You know, if you're in a partnership, it isn't just you. And if the other partner is not stepping up or not really engaging in conversation, well, then a bigger conversation actually needs to be had. You know, so if you're not getting anywhere with asking for what you want or sort of trying to bring up the conversation about your sex life or whatever it might be, then a real honest conversation firstly needs to happen with yourself about what you want and what you want to happen. Because if it's not happening in your relationship right now, then is it ever? And is stepping outside of that relationship actually going to heal that wound? Or is it just going to keep it going and turning over while you live a sort of silent life on the outside? Mm. So a lot of that is about being honest with yourself, you know, and about, about what you think can and cannot change actually in the dynamic that you have. And is there something more fulfilling? I would never say better. I would say more fulfilling outside of what you have right now, if you think it's not possible to heal what you have. Because if it is, and if there's a chance at doing that, then I would always suggest going down that route. There's, it's, it's very difficult to come back. I'm not saying it's possible, but it, not possible. It's, but it is difficult to come back from the pain that's caused sometimes from infidelity. Mm. But sometimes it can spark or kick a couple actually into really investigating what they used to see in each other, right? And where that went and started to be honest with themselves about what they can do to get it back. So it works both ways. Thanks a million, Louise. Louise Carroll, Prism Therapy Online uh, is where you'll find her. Um, thanks for the chats, Louise. Dermot and Dave, weekdays from 9 a.m. Today.